Hey, you have all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. I believe you're in the right place. I hope you're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep. And we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. And what does the rest mean? What, what, what am I talking about? Well, what the rest is, is I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside any racing thoughts, troubled thoughts, worry, whatever's racing through your brain, whatever your brain's running on, you know, running its mouth about, running its brain about, uh, whether it's good, bad, neutral. Ch- it's shattering away and it's making you toss and turn, possibly. That's, I mean, this is those are the symptoms this podcast is designed well designed as a maybe that's an overstatement but that's what we're here for that's the safe place you don't got to worry about that stuff here because i'm going to distract you from that with a little story and my story is going to be one part soothing one part lulling one part dull and pointless but it's going to be just uh engaging enough to take your mind off all that stuff and you can just lie back and drift off into dreamland Without worrying about uh, everything else, your your chitter-chatter part of your brain should be listening to me, and you should be sawing logs, as they say. So that's why we're here. That's the goal, to help you fall asleep. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter, at Dearest Scooter. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can talk to me on Facebook. You can comment on the website, however you wish. I would love to hear from you. Uh, happy future 2015. Uh, what is this? Uh, Sunday right now. I don't, this, I don't know if the date's going to be Tuesday, but uh, probably 20, right around 30th or something. So let's let's uh, carry out the year with your year with one la- one more sleepless night. I hope uh, I hope I help you fall asleep. Uh, if you like the podcast and you want to. Write us a review, and rate us and review us on iTunes would be a big help. That makes us more algorithmic. And once we get up to 200 written reviews, which we're getting close, I will uh, write a uh, song called Algorithmic, which I've been talking about. It's uh, algorithmic. You want to search it. It's algorithmic. So that's a little taste of that. No, don't worry. I'm 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 gonna try to figure out a way to come up with a dance for it too. Yeah, I can't make any promises on how good the dance is gonna be, but that's it. Uh, if you you know, thanks for listening, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Hey, thank you, uh, thank you to Chris Posty Postenson for the music. You can check out his podcast over at soundslikeanearful.com. Uh, Lord and Lady of the podcast, Scotty and Jennifer on our icons. Defrenestrator, making sure Lord and Lady don't get out of line. Silvertone, making sure the defrenestrator's calm. The funders from down under, making sure that everybody is uh, laughing. And all the other support we have. Uh, guys, I just got back. My, you know, One benefit of not having a bike anymore is that I haven't been able to go to the post office for a couple weeks. And I go there. And my box is chock full of magical envelopes and and a couple boxes. So I can't wait to uh, open everything. I just got back. I opened one. It was a a book from the Lord. But I'll tell you more about that. But thank you. I'll be thanking you guys soon for that. iTunes reviews. I just want to thank some people for their iTunes reviews. I want to thank Mood Girl from the USA. She thought this podcast was a spoof. She was like, yeah, well, I'm going to check out some ASMR podcasts here. What is this nonsense? Oh, wait, it is nonsense. But is it meta-nonsense or beta-nonsense or alpha-wave nonsense? And then she just gave up trying to figure it out and went to bed. So thank you, mood girl. Neb- Nebvo from the U.K. said it again. Uh, she wasn't really feeling this podcast at first. But now, she can't sleep without it. So that I, I've been, and it's weird because I've been hearing from a lot of people over the last month, skeptics or like people that are like, oh, I don't know about this guy. He is a, 
well, you know, whatever, like uh, um, things. So uh, that's good for you. I mean, honestly, congratulations for overcoming any skepticism on your parts and saying, well, let me give this one more try. Or I don't know if I like this guy. Let me give you. Let me give it one more try. That happened to me with Mark Marin. Uh, not so much that I didn't like. Like I wasn't feeling him. To quote, uh, to quote Nebo, Nebvo, is uh, I'd pictured his voice differently. Uh, is that a right way to describe it? But imagined his voice differently. So then when I heard his voice, I was like, oh boy, I don't know. But now you know. Now I love it. So it only took me two lessons for that. But yeah, if you're a skeptic, you don't. I mean, this podcast doesn't have to work for you, but you know, sometimes it takes, uh, you know, overcoming. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Uh, the Ethan from the UK says this is the most useful uh, sleep tool is found, and I think Ethan's also got uh, some. I was just checking up on Beth Beth W. And it must be this Ethan, maybe another Ethan on the uh, Spotify playlist. So I'm working my way through some of those tunes there. So thanks for adding those. Uh, another one from the UK. This is Harry. We might, I might, I might have said this. Maybe not. I don't know if I have said this, read this one, but I'm not sure if this is Harry Styles. This is Harry. Hello, hello, hello. This is Harry. Happy Christmas. I miss Christmas, Harry. You're asleep for Oh, well, 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 well. Harry says uh, he used to struggle with sleeping, decided to give, but, oh, yeah, I like this. Uh, This is Harry's advice. After listening to around 20 podcasts, my advice is to make yourself a hot beverage such as hot cocoa. Get comfortable and listen away. If you have concerns about your sleeping, give this a go. As a big fan of the podcast, a shout-out would be awesome. Many thanks. Harry. H, the big H, Harry. Thank you, Harry. That's a shout-out and a um, poor uh, British accent. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. And, you know, I'm happy to hear from Harry wholeheartedly. Oh, this one, I guess I already got some somehow. Sib Diddy from Australia. That was the person that didn't like the podcast. Blurring from the UK. Hopefully, it says they said the podcast amazing. Just trying to get the international ones, and I think that's all, all the international ones I have in this email. I get the international. Well, I don't know. I try, there used to be this great website that had all your iTunes reviews, but uh, I don't know. It went down. So I'm, you know, whatever. So thank you so much, and let's get on with the show. All right, guys. Well, uh, here we are. Uh, the end of 2015, it's Sunday night. What time? Well, Sunday afternoon. What time is it? I'm going to dial Twitter up, I'm a, or not Twitter, uh, Reddit. We're going to do another uh, Redditation. It's been a little while. We got caught up in the Christmas. Excuse me. I got caught up in the uh, Christmas uh, joy, well, joy, Christmas oddities. Maybe that's, I wonder if it how David Bowie came up with Space Oddity, the title, you know. Uh, ground control. You know, we did a Ziggy. I already did something about Ziggy Stardust, but that's not that's a major tongue, right? This is ground. That like, I, I remember I looked up Ziggy Stardust, but then I was like, is Z- major tongue separate from Ziggy Stardust? Major tongue. This is ground control to major tongue. You step in. This is a ground major tongue to ground control. Well, step in, you know, that one. Um, ground control to major tongue, your circuit steps. Can you hear me, Major Tom? Is it Tom? I mean, it's that simple. It's Tom, not Tong. Anyway, uh, my point is that, uh, so I figured we'd get back to some meditations, and I was inspired. Uh, this story reminded me of... Uh, uh, Masher Havoc, uh, Adrienne, 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 she was telling me about her drive, 24-hour drive, and I was thinking um, of a road trip I once took. So we thought we'd take a little meditation road trip, if, 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 you know, if I can't be, if I can be so presumptuous to assume uh, that would be okay. 
So uh, uh, I'm going to pause it and take the screenshots, and I will be right back. It is... Um, Here am I sitting in a tin can high above the earth. So like a, it's a little bit after 3.30 on Sunday. What's the date? Uh, 28th, December 28th, 3.35-ish p.m., Pacific Daylight Time, and it's time for, well, well I'll just come back. You know, it's not, it's not like it's going to go into some story. I was adrift on the sea, 1942. A wave crashed over me. I tasted salt on my, you know, I could do that if you guys, <laughs> I should just, I should have just gone with that, huh? But then I would have had to pause it. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's, let's hold that. I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, okay, ready? Uh, uh, the year was 1942. I was sitting in a lifeboat, a life raft, if you will, and uh, a wave crashed over at salt water on my lips. It reminded me of a child being at the sea, and uh, the salt water on my lips, it tasted of sunscreen and salt and water, and childlike uh, flavors of, uh, you know, the Kool-Aid that permanently stained my face and my shirts. Uh, uh, are you, are you, are you still listening? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm in the middle of a, I'm in the middle of two stories at once here. So I was saying that to this guy who I was driving across country with, and I guess I should back up and explain the story was, um, it was this one time, like many other times where I found myself, uh, in one of those awkward situations where I needed a, a ride across country. And I mentioned to someone, and my aunt, my Matilda, and she said, Oh, well, who's going to want to ride with you? I heard you're a bit gassy. I said, hey, Matilda, that was only the one time when you served those Viennese sausages. And my stomach did not agree with them, so I'm not a gassy person in general. So, um, and many people say that, uh, I'm, I'm soothing. Oh, you're not soothing. I remember when you pushed your brother down the stairs that summer when I was watching you and I won't, I still can't forgive you. You still in my mind are a naughty, naughty boy. And I say, you know, Aunt Matilda, my insides agree with you. That's what they tell me every, every time I look in the mirror in your voice, believe it or not, and a couple other people's voices. So, successful. You're successful. But anyway, so yeah, I need a ride. And she said, well, I just happen to know this young man. Um, he's about um, he's about a 52 years old. And he's going to be driving across the country. And he needs someone to, uh, to you know, switch off and pay for the gas. And I said, okay, well, first off, we'll... Uh, we, Never, I won't even touch a young person thing. Um, pay for the gas, like is that? A, that's a that sounds like a statement. Oh yes, he it's his car, so he has to do the maintenance. So you would do the gas, okay, Matilda? Um, no, well, because I'd be driving. Like if he was going to drive the whole, well, then he'd crash your car and you'd both be gone. So how, where would that leave any of us? Well, I would leave me one less naughty nephew, so that would be nice. Okay, listen, Aunt Matilda, um, I'm pretty sure you're a figment of my imagination of associative traumas of my youth. Uh, but uh, since you're here and I'm in your living room, why does it smell? Your living room has this smell that also the cookies that you make taste like, but it's not a normal smell. Wow, you with your you you witty yo, you just so you're just so crafty, aren't you? With your, I know I'm not. I'm serious. It's an inquiry. I've always been. It's like uh, if I'm away from you for years at a time, and I think I'm starting to heal, I'll smell that smell, and then I'll say to myself, "Wow, I just feel awful about myself." Why? Oh wait, it's that smell. Where where do I know? Oh, Aunt Matilda's living room. I remember she made those cookies. What are those cookies called? Uh, do you do? What are those cookies called? Amy? I don't know what you're talking about. I would never give you cookies of sugar because you just okay. Anyway, Amatilda, so uh, 
Okay, so I won't bore you guys with the details because that was the highlight of my um, interaction with that that person in my life, that figure. So the next thing you know, I'm waiting at this freaking gas station and uh, for this guy, his name was Bruce, 50s, driving a car. I, I, you know, it was a whole argument about the gas that I don't... I was like, I'll do 64% because uh, that's the majority of the gas. That's also maybe a plurality. I don't know. But I'm like, you know, if he wants me to drive, you know, he's got to pay 33% or 36%, excuse me. And uh, it's really hard negotiating with your aunt that hates you and a third party that you don't know. So... And then I had to get, this was like a, so I was like, all right, I'll do it. And, uh, um, and then, so I'm sitting there at this gas station. I'm like, man, what what was I thinking with this Bruce guy and my aunt? And, um, I shouldn't have done this. Why am I meeting him at a gas station? Why couldn't he just pick me up? And I'm wishing I never got involved in it. And I'm like, which is usually a bad idea for me because then it's like, I start weighing my, maybe should I just go home? Maybe. Next thing I know, this dude pulls up, freaking Chevy Nova, black Chevy Nova. And the guy is like, uh, looks like, uh, he, he looks like one of the like uncredited cast from the Outsiders. I don't know. He's got a black Chevy Nova, which just happens to be one of the cars I've like always wanted to uh, own ever since my coolest cousin, who may, I think it was my coolest cousin, Kevin Foodie. Had a, had one. His Nova actually had a clutch, like 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 that you popped. But uh, the guy goes, "Hey, you, you," and I go, "Me?" And he goes, "Yeah, you, hey, wise guy." And I said, hey, "You're not Bob, are you?" He goes, "No, my name's not Bob. What kind of name is that?" And he says, uh, "Meet me at the trunk." So we go around to the trunk of his uh, Chevy Nova, and I'm like, "Oh boy, it's black Chevy Nova, matte black." As a matter of fact, which. Uh, I was like, okay, if this is like my dream car uh, to, to you know, like, like not to actually own because, I, geez, can you imagine the maintenance on that car? And I don't like, I don't want a car that involves any work. Probably why I don't have a car, or one of the reasons. But black matte paint instead of shiny. I don't know why. I think that's cool. But now I've been lusting after it for a while, and now I've shown that matte, you know, matte is in. M-A-T-T-E. But anyways, he's like, come around. So I go to the trunk of the car. This guy comes around. He's got the whole whole package. He's got the tight jeans, the T-shirt, rolled up sleeve. Uh, looks like a cigarette pack's in there, greased hair. Cool. Pretty cool dude. I said, what's up, man? He says, uh, this is what I woke up to on Christmas after I broke down and told my brother I couldn't afford to buy big presents this year since I could barely feed myself over here. He pops the freaking trunk. It's full of like canned canned food, like canned hams. You got a uh, chef boyardee type stuff. You got like uh, ramen. Yeah, ramen. These older cars they had huge trunks. So you got like a canned food side and uh, a ramen side. All sorts of foods. Uh, that would be good to eat at any time, you know, post, post, post-apocalyptic even, but definitely trunk, perfect trunk foods. If you, if I don't mind, maybe not the ramen, if the, you know, was punctured and got wet, but everything else perfect for being in a trunk. So the guy says to me, what do you think? What are you thinking? And I said, if you, I don't know if I'm thinking what you're thinking. And he said, uh, what am I thinking? I said, uh, how about I, uh, drive across the country? And he looks at me, he says, uh, you, you know, this thing gets like eight miles to the gallon. And I said, you know what, I, I'm, I'd be willing to uh, sponsor your trip, 60, 64% of it. And he goes, what trip are you speaking of? And I said, I thought this was some sort of, you're, aren't you on some mission? And he said, what do you mean mission? I'm, uh, I'm showing off my canned goods over here. And I said, no, no, man, like you're some sort of uh, greaser angel, right? He said, "Well, uh, I was called to grease the devil by my aunt," and I said, "Well, let's send it. Let's, let's start driving." I said, "You got a full tank?" So we get in the car, and I say, "Hit it, man!" And I, and he says, well, well, "Well, where are we going?" I said, "Get on the highway. Let's let's just start driving e- east, particularly uh, quick, 
So we get out of there right before I see Bob coming in. Bob had like a, a tercel, a gray tercel. So I knew I was like, oh, boys. And I was thinking, okay, well, uh, all right, man, to start thinking. And then I look over at the, the guy, the driver of the Nova, and uh, he's like literally, I mean, he's slicking back his hair with one of those neon green combs that you would put in your back pocket. And he's like, he's got the mirror. And so I'm like, oh, boy, this guy's distracted driver alert. I said that. He just kept him. He's like, yeah, man. And he's looking at himself. He's got a guy straight out of a freaking um, stereotype magazine. He had like a, uh, what do you call that thing that you, uh, matchstick, but not a, a tooth cleaning one, toothpick in his thing. And he says, he's looking at himself in the mirror. He's making faces. And uh, and I said, what are you doing? He's how I imagine all Facebook pitches are made. And then he's like, you know, look at me, surprised. Gad goods for Christmas. And he says, so what do you, hey, man, what do you, where are we going? And I said, okay, just take, you know, this merch here. And, uh, you know, if you get tired, let me know. But I'm going to take a nap. Just stay on this highway uh, due east. And if you see a Tercel behind you uh, with, with, with a man in there, just keep driving. Uh, don't pull over. And he said, the Tercel ain't going to catch up with us, man. And I said, excellent. And I said, by the way, my name is uh, Roberto Duran. What's your name? And he said, whoa, 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 Roberto Duran, you're giving me a fake name. And I said, um, no, a dream name, uh, like I like Roberto and Duran both separately because then we could, you know, I could be Berto. You could call me Duran Duran. You could call me Berto Duran. We, you could call me BD. You could call me Turtoran, Turtoran. So, yeah, those are two names I wish so I'm like self-named man, Roberto Duran, you know. Oh, oh all right. Well, I'm going to go with a fake name then too. Uh, and he goes, the thing is, my daughter turned three today. And here is her with her kitten celery. And then he pulls down his, uh, what do you call that thing, the sunblocker, sunshade. What's that thing? I don't know what it's called. But he's got a picture of his beautiful daughter with a kitten celery. And he said, call me celery. And I said, I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't dare call you anything else unless you, I could call you Nova. And he says, no, 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 Celery's the name. Uh, drive, this is the Nova. Okay, we're in the Nova. And I said, all right, this sounds great. And I, I, I'll tell you what, man, like I, um, my aunt shamed me a lot in the past, so I need to get some sleep. So if you just keep driving due west, I mean due east, if you just keep driving due east for a while, I might catch some Z's and um, then, you know, I could drive for a bit. And he said, no, man, I I, 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 I can't. Uh, uh, wait, where, where are we going again? And I said, well, we're going to make you a greaser angel. And what we're going to do, uh, where, where's your, why aren't you with your daughter if it's her birthday? And he says, oh, man. And he says, oh, man, we're not together. You know, she uh, she lives back east with her mom. And uh, I said, oh, man, what happened? That's, uh, I, I, I can relate. Uh, and he says, I figured if you'll actually. And I said, well, we got fake names, so let's keep the details. You know, you give me your real details. And, uh, you know, I just told you, I already gave you shamed by my aunt personal. So, okay, well, uh, you know, and this is me doing an imitation of him. Clearly, the guy uh, thought he was in some sort of 1950s movie by the way he talked. Uh, bad, you know, but he actually a good movie. He was probably, it probably would have been a good movie. Um, but he says, uh, you know, that it was a, he was a, uh, he worked in, they were, he lived in Hollywood. He, you know, fell in love with, uh, with someone they were working on the movie, uh, a little bit of a spooky movie, Silence of the Lambs. And he said he was a, uh, a craftsman. And he said, uh, what did he say, uh, well, let me, let me, let me, you know, so uh, I'm working on that movie, right? And, uh, you know, Jodie Foster, she's a great lady. Her and Anthony Hopkins, they're so nice. They're nice people. And they say to me, hey, well, you know, uh, Celery, uh, you know, why don't you that, that young woman with the makeup keeps looking over here at you? She must like your styles. 
And I said, you went by celery on this set? And he goes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, uh, you know. And I said, well, don't you think it's weird your daughter named her cat after your nickname? He said, listen, man, let me let me stick to my story over here. So he says, uh, you know, I said, okay, go ahead with your story. What would you do again on the set of this movie? Well, I was a craftsman, right? So uh, is one day me and Anthony Hopkins are testing different masks for Hannibal Lecter and Silence of the Lambs. And this young, beautiful young woman comes in. And I say, she says, oh, dear, this is so scary. And I say, hey, you know, this is just a mask. So I'm just making these masks. I could break them. And, you know, make them less scary for you. Break all the masks. They fire me. She feels bad. She says, let me buy you dinner. Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster, they felt bad too, but they didn't buy me any dinner. They were, uh, well, Jodie Foster bought me this car, and Anthony Hopkins paid to, you know, redo the interior. So they're the good folks. Well, wait a second. So we're in a Foster Hopkins mobile? The Foster Hopkins Nova? And he said, in a sense, I've never thought about it that way, but I love it. And I said, yeah, this is the Foster Hopkins. Well, we came Foster Hopkins Nova. Foster Hopkins Mobile. Hopkins Foster Mobile. Foster Hopkins Mobile. Nova Foster Hopkins Mobile. He said, what are you doing? Is there something wrong with you I should know about? And I said, no, no, I'm just trying to think of uh, what rolls off the tongue best. Foster Hopkins Mobile. Foster Hopkins. He said, okay, well, anyway, back to my story. We fall in love. We, you know, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, we have this kid. If we do with some working on back east, uh, that she's from back east, uh, so, and you know that's my heart is broken, and uh, so that is, uh, 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 you know, my story of uh, why. And I said, well, where back back east, like New York State? He says, yeah, exactly, New York City, New York, New York, one hell of a town. And I said, well, that's funny because we're going to be driving by uh, New York. In your car, without stopping, but uh, you know, maybe you could drive drive back there after you drop me off somewhere as part of your mission, your angel, the greaser angel mission. And he says, "Well, tell me more about this uh, this uh, greaser angel mission." And I said, uh, "Pikachu," and he said, uh, "Pikachu," and I said, "No, no, Pikachu." And then he said, uh, "Pikachu," I said, "Pikachu," and he said, "Pikachu," and I said, "Nak nak, who's there?" And he said, uh, Pikahu. And I said, uh, Pik, Pik, I think we messed the joke up. And he goes, I was not telling a joke. I was just confused by you. And I said, well, let's start again. Let's try to write a knock-knock joke. It'll help the time go by. And he, I see, he says, uh, uh, okay, I got, okay, go ahead. Knock, 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 knock. Who's there? Pika, Pikahu, Pikachu, Pikachu who? Let's start again. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? You're an idiot. You're an idiot who? Pikachu is an idiot. No, that didn't work either. Let's try it one more time. Knock, knock. Who's there? Pika. Oh, sorry. Knock, knock. Who's there? Pika. Pika who? Pikaboo. Peekaboo who don't don't cry uh because I, I I I scared you during a game of peekaboo. Okay, let's let's do something else to pass the time. You know any uh you know any uh, interesting stories or anything? Yeah, I do. Uh, I I know the story I heard last night about this 6,000-year-old temple unearthed in the Ukraine. Oh, really? Tell me more. Well, they, they were, uh, it was this man, um, uh, Andiana was his name, and he was an adventurer, handsome, so handsome, so, so smart, crafty, trickster, bit of a trickster, a lover, and a gentleman at the same time, and uh, intellectual, and um, did I tell you he was handsome? Five o'clock shadow, kind of just like mine. Okay, and uh, tell me, I'm I'm interested. In my part of my family's from the Ukraine. I'm forty six percent Ukrainian. And I said, "Well, forty six percent Ukrainian. How how's that work?" And he said, "Well, well I'm fifty four percent not Ukrainian." 
And I said, well, let's try it. Let's try it. Knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, you, Ukrainian. Ukrainian who? 46% Ukrainian. You're 46% Ukrainian who? Okay, it didn't work as a knock, knock joke. Um, but you, I, I guess that doesn't, how's that math work? Boy? Like, uh, you 46, I'm not good at math, so let's not even, yeah, let's not even try. Where, where, where the hell are we going anyway? Uh, we're going to, remember, you asked me to come along with you to distribute these canned goods of, uh, of, to, to, we're going to stop at some, uh, home, we're going to stop at some homeless encampments and drop off these canned goods. Well, these are my Christmas presents for my brother. Yeah, I know. But you, you, giving up a gift is the greatest sign of Christmas kindness. But it's not Christmas anymore. Right, but giving up a gift after Christmas, that's like uh, that you haven't played with or eaten in an eating situation or opened and spoiled is the greatest gift a, a gifter, giver can can know. Yeah, but this is my food to eat. My brother gave it to me to eat. Well, uh, uh, you, right, but you're such you're, you're such an angel that it'll be refer- referred to you threefold. That, don't you mean return to me threefold? No, I mean refer like they'll refer to you like like three times. Like they'll be like, "Where'd you get those? Uh, where'd you get those uh, beans? Pork and beans? Greaser angel named Celery." Well, and then you know, and then I'll eat some more beans, and I'll go see another guy. What, what, where are they? Where are they giving out those beans? Those look great. Oh, Grease Ranger named Celery gave it to me. And then later, you know, they'll be sitting around, and the guy will pass gas. Be like, oh god, that's awful. What happened? Greaser Angel named Celery gave me some pork and beans, and sorry. Uh so uh. Well, it sounds it sounds kind of heartwarming. Uh, so yeah, well, you know, being a greaser angel is a heartwarming. But uh, you know, that's why I got involved with you. I could tell uh, that you know you you were much more likely to uh, you know do good, and that's why I want to be a part of your you know mission. But I didn't tell you about any mission. I I didn't even know about this mission. Exactly. That's what I'm good at. I'm like, that's why I'm your sidekick, uh, Roberto Duran, celery sidekick. But but don't even worry. They're not even going to remember me. Those who was that other guy with that greaser angel celery? But no idea. It was a sidekick, some guy. So that that's that's why I'm just here to enable your uh, ability to go straight to Syracuse, New York, so I could look for something. You know. Uh, you know, as part part of your. Oh, wait a second. You know what? Look at that. Here, let me hold on the steering wheel. Look over there to the back. You see that? that I think that's one of those new Google self-driving cars. And Google's like self-driving car. It it was supposed to hit the road next month, without a wheel or pedals, and be totally wired, like wired, all caps, man, wired. That's not a that's not a Google car. That's a uh, great to sell. It's following us. Are you sure that's a great to sell? Because of a, uh, it looks more like a silver to sell to me. He goes, "Are you aware that you are a bit annoying?" And I said, "I'm aware that uh, as you're you know, okay. What you see up here, we're gonna have to merge onto this next highway. Why exactly?" Uh, how are we gonna give out any canned goods if we're not a, uh, if we're on a highway? And I said, well, my friend, there's a lot of things that you know, life is a highway, first of all. And I think there was an office episode where they had to drive really far, and that was stuck in the CD player or a tape player, and that was really annoying. So if you think I'm annoying, think about that. And their their mission was. Uh, it was this? It was three people. Steve, Car- I don't know, but anyway, that that was a life as a highway. I think was stuck in there. But you know, what we just have to do is trust your plan. Like if you really are a greaser angel, and you uh, you know you have a plan, I'm just going to trust your plan that these canned goods will get handed out as long as we get across the country, you know, with minimal stops, 
and that's not actually a Tercel font. Well, I guess it could be just heading the same direction we are in. What, what, what do you mean plan? I didn't have had any plan to give out any canned goods. See, I was planning on eating these over the next year. And my brother said, if you paste these, my brother's a math math guy, you know, algorithms and things. And he said, you know, if this is enough calories here to get you through an entire year. Now, realistically, I know you're not going to just consume canned goods. There's no good sodium problems and things. But he said, just in case, my brother, I wanted to give you a year of sustenance. Both is a symbol and as a thing. And I said, that's the most beautiful gift I've ever been given. And both level, like, uh, you think about it, what a wonderful thing. And I say, wow, yeah, that's powerful. So he gave you enough food for a year to sustain you. And the cost is probably the equivalent of like a lot of junk. That would be fun. So fun, but nothing compared to the joy you're going to experience as we drive exactly where I need to go while fulfilling, you know, doing exactly your your mission of uh, spreading joy. It'll be like you're of some sort of, um, maybe they'll write a book about you giving a piece of yourself out symbolically over a year. It shouldn't take us a year, though. It should, it shouldn't take us more than, I think, 72 out, 48 out. I can't remember. Like this thing, uh, this thing, where are we going? Like 80? Yeah, yeah, bouts. And, I, you know, I'm a, I can't get any tickets, but we we, we could push 80 the whole way safely. This, this thing's got some serious tires on it. But again, I don't know how this plan of yours uh, that you're saying is mine is going to even work. So uh, you're talking about some mystical type stuff. Well, you actually am. Like TIL, today I learned there is an episode of Supernatural in which the two main characters are sent to an alternate universe in which they play the actors that play their characters on Supernatural themselves who are in the middle of filming an episode of a TV show called Supernatural. And the guy was silent. He said, what did you just say to me? And I said, uh, well, you, 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 I was just trying to lay, lay it on you, uh, well, you know, how strange things can happen. And he goes, you realize that's my favorite show? And I said, Supernatural? And it, uh, he said, yeah. And I, that was the next episode I had queued up. And you just ruined it for me, so thank you for nothing. Knock, knock. Who's there? My fist. Your fist too. Ow! Uh, you just hit me. And he said, yeah, because uh, spoil, you're supposed to say spoiler alert. What, what kind of person doesn't say spoiler alert? So uh, he, he was seemed a little mad at me. But as we, you know, the hours grinded on, I think he said, every minute with you is an hour grinding on. We, I began to realize that, uh, yeah, we, you know, that, uh, that we were uh, being followed by a gray or silver Tercel or that Tercel is having to go in the exact same place, unfortunately, as us. But I figured that with the gas mileages, uh, we, we would lose a Tercel or that Bob wouldn't recognize me, but he knew. I'm sure my aunt described to him, you know, what I look like in detail, well, like character detail. So I hope you don't avoid any, any awkwardness, but we, you know, states went by California, uh, states, like states that border California, hmm, uh, Montana maybe, or uh, Nevada, not Nevada though, maybe Nevada, Nevada, Nevada borders California. Uh, was uh, Utah possibly too cold? I don't know if we went that way because you know it was, it was recently. But I, then, I, then I figured I'd use some. I said, "Listen, man, you know he started. I started driving, and uh, he said he he started warming up to me because he was asleep. So it was less conflict when I was driving because I wasn't. I got. I was still talking. That's when I was doing was doing the whole thing." I was doing pretending to do old time radio shows while he slept. So it was like, uh, you know, like I was doing before. But I said, maybe we, you know, I'll catch you up. I was in a lifeboat. So, so, well, you know, um, and, uh, you know, reminding me of my days on the island. The island. 
close to Martha's Vineyard, but not the same as Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket, an island unto itself, an island inside my soul. I'll break a breaker. This is uh, old-time radio fact number one, uh, radio for rescue boat, uh, come in rescue boat. Yes, a uh, radio rang, and I looked around the boat, and there was no radio, and I came to the determination that the uh, the uh, the radio was inside my brain. It was a figment of my imagination. I looked, and now I had no clue how many hours had passed, and uh, the sun was beating down on me as my, my lifeboat bobbed in the sea, and a pelican landed. And I remembered, I said, you're the pelican I call Bernie, aren't you? The pelican said, uh, some, some sound, a guttural sound that reminded me of a drain that had just been partially cleared, but not totally cleared, only cleared enough to irritate you soon. And I said, Bernie, man, uh, oh boy, wait, uh, did you hear that radio? Bernie stared at me. And I said, oh, I got to pass the time here. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, Bernie, when I, before this whole shit mess, I had a new desk at work and I had no idea it was normal for the ground to shake when people walk by. Bernie, you, you know what it's like. You don't know what it's like to have a desk, a desk that shakes when people walk by it, but it's a shameful thing because you know that your desk is made from loose bolts and not caring, no one cares for me, Bernie, and that's why they sent me out on that ship. They knew it was going to sink throughout to get me. And then the time passed, Bernie was gone, and I, I said to myself, I've got to do something to maintain my sanity. I could do some exercise, but a life raft, there's no place for exercise. And so I uh, I took the uh, last uh, uh, piece of food I had, and I was, the sun was so hot, and the... Uh, the heat was warm, and it reminded me of the times I had ended this state of strangeness. Yeah, but I was not on a life, and I started playing hockey with the uh, one, uh, what do you call that, uh, paddle, and my one piece of ration, and I was hitting it, like, and I said, uh, I shot a goal, a hockey goal, over the side of the boat, and a fish came, and I said, ah, ah goal, I said, Nyquist. Holds under the puck for 30 seconds to score a crazy overtime winner in the uh, Stanley, the latest uh, NHL uh, thing. Instead of not just playing outside, we play it on uh, lifeboats. And then a fish ate my food. And I said to myself, oh, that reminds me of when I was young. My brother ate my food that I had dropped, my Christmas food that I had gotten from my aunt who said, this is a, a piece of magical food, don't lose it, for it will sustain you one day when you are lost, for I see the future, and I see a future for you that is bleak and lonely because of who you are. And I said, are you speaking in a tale? She said, of course, this is just a story, my lad. But your aunt, she works with powerful magics, She's a shaman, a shaman, shaman, and I've crafted this food, so don't ever lose it. It will sustain you. And then I realized that was, uh, I said I just lost that food. She had given me, I had it wrapped up and sewn in my underpants, and then every morning I would re-sew it in my underpants to always have it near me, wrapped, sealed properly so it wouldn't uh, spoil. And now I just shot it over the side of the boat, Oh boy, but uh, but uh, and then the guy started to be, and then the, the celery woke up. So yeah, what the, what the hell? He goes, oh man, I was just having the slept so good. He goes, I was so out. Were, were were you talking to somebody? And I say, yeah. I go, you know what? I, I go, I go, I, I was, and I was thinking about making a couple of FaceTime or Skype calls. And he said, oh well. Uh, let me know. I'll, that, may, that really helped me sleep listening to you. Who are you talking to? And I said, nobody important. I said, you know, it's like, explain it to me like I'm five. ELI five, right? Why is phone, phone, why does voice phone quality still suck 
while Skype and FaceTime sound like the person's right next to me. Like, isn't that how you felt when I was talking? Well, yeah, right next to me. But, you know, I was talking to somebody else, like this guy. Like, I was almost, it felt like I, I was face, imagining, imagining, face, imagining time, Skyping in my imagination. And there was another long silence again, typical of my, you know, when he said, what do you, what do you, what's wrong with you? And I said, well, shit, don't get me started, man. Uh, uh, Verified or um, conjecture or suspicion. And he said, "Uh, knock, knock. And I said, who's there? He said, lighten up, up, knucklehead. And I said, "Uh, you you just sounded like my neighbor Ray right there for a minute. And he laughed and he said, said, "Uh, pull pull over. We got to get some gas. I got to go to the bathroom. And we got to give it, you know, give out some of these cans. And I said, oh, that sounds good, man. Uh, you can have a cigarette, too? He goes, what are you talking about, cigarettes? And I said, well, you got that thing rolled up in your shirt. And he goes, this is a deck of cards. I like to play myself some uh, solitaire. You know what I'm saying over here? And we, we pull off the highway uh, up to a gas station. And it was like, uh, it was eerie because we were in one of the states that bordered a state of California, I think, and um, I don't know, one of the, one of those states, you know, in the not in the middle, uh, pre-middle, uh, this side of the continental divide. I know there's a continental divide, probably, yeah, on the way to the continental divide, because that's Colorado and other states on the continental divide. So we were in Colorado, but we get off, we get gas. And we see freaking um, not that far away. Uh, there's a lot, and there's like a encampment of uh, homeless people, and not in a you know a heartbreaking way. We uh, he's I said he says hey look at that, uh, look at those guys over there, and it was just a this was like a rundown, set you know was, the air was cold and wet. And he, he said, uh, "He said, you know what? Uh, it goes. I think we uh, we got our first customers here." And I say, "Yeah, we do." And uh, be honest, like it caught up with me. Uh, the shame of uh, well, I mean, no, it didn't catch up with me yet. I was just like, "All right, let's do this." So we go and we we start giving out uh, canned food, and and, and he realized he's like, "Well, no, what are you guys gonna do with canned food?" And one of the guys was like, I got a can opener, and you know we have uh, some camping stoves. And he said, you know, what are you, what are you guys doing? And he, he said, we're on a cross country can tour. Uh, we're giving out cans of food, and uh, they were like, do you sing doo-wop? Because they they were younger guys and gals, you know, in their early twenties, and the salary was probably like forty forty five. And he said, no, I do not, but I I you know. You know, I'd like to sing doo-wop, sad doo-wop for you guys. And they, he said, what are you guys doing here? And they said, you know, we're on our way somewhere. And, you know, we got, we just ended up here. And, you know, it's not bad here. We don't care. Sad story. You no, know, not my story to tell. But, you know, I, I was I, I was like, uh, you know, oh, we, hey, great. We got you guys some food. Um uh, Maybe we should get moving, and he, uh, and celery is like, listen, man, no, no, let's stay, let's hang out, we'll eat with these guys, make sure they're fed and warm. And he went, we went, he we went and used some of the gas money. I guess I felt maybe I felt a little something, and I we bought water and some other stuff at the gas station, and we brought it back to them. And then uh, he said, you know, I think I should give them my car. And I was like, you know, he's like, they could stay warm in it. Maybe we go, we could make, we could make do. And I said, well, that car was a gift to you from uh, Anthony Quinn and uh, uh, Penelope Cruz. So you don't want to get, he said, no, 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 no. He goes, it was a gift to me from Anthony Hopkins and Jody Foster. I said, I, I'm sorry. 
And I said, you know what, I got I got an idea. And I realized that um, Bob or whatever the guy was supposed to give me a ride, his, uh, well, I assume it was his Tercel was, uh, was there. And I said, uh, well, wait, wait, what about that silver and gray Tercel? And he said, what about it? I said, uh, well, we could steal that. And he said, no, man, don't do that. He goes, that's exactly why I should give it away. What do you guys think about me giving you this car and you staying in this car and, uh, you know, living in it and staying warm? And they said, no, 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 man, we're we're fine. We got our tents and stuff. And you got that trunk. You, you got to go your mission. You know, stay on your mission. Keep going and don't give this car up. Uh, you know, what, what, you know, no thanks. And he said, well, is there anything else I could do for you? And I said, well, you know, we, what about a little show? You know, you, you say you don't sing doo-wop. Can you tell us, like, a story or something? You know, this is kind of fun. It's like we're, 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 we're you know, we got dinner guests. Maybe you could give us a dinner show. And he said, well, let me tell you about this one time I was working on this thing. He was like, me and my mates, we uh, operate a 140-camera time freeze array. And we took some shots when the TV was off the air. And it was like something out of like a crouching tiger, hidden uh, so you think you can dance. And me and my partner here are going to do it up for you. And they, I didn't say anything because I was trying to pretend like I wasn't. And he goes, uh, you know, Roberto, get up here. And I said, well, what, what, what do you want me to do? And he said, I'm going to sing some doo-wop and you're going to dance so you think you can dance Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon style. And I said, wow, this is amazing because I took a dance for a couple of years until I gave my teacher a nervous breakdown. Uh, so her voice is actually mixed in with my aunt's in my brain almost 20 hours a day. So sure, I could dance. And he says, all right, well, I'm, I've never doo-wopped before. I'm not even sure what I know what doo-wop is. But, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I am love looking like I'm from the 1950s, even though I, I'm, I am not. So let's do this thing. So he starts going, doo-wop, bop, bop, doo-wop, doo-doo-doo-doo-wop, dop, dop, doo-wop, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then I started doing this... Uh, and then I started doing this dance thing, um, which would be, it was kind of like Tai Chi in, um, with, instead of like in slow motion with jerky motion. Like Tai Chi is kind of slow motion uh, kung fu is what it looks like. I know it's much more of a body motion mind thing. But, uh, you know, with dancing and I did some shuffle ball steps off shuffle ball change shuffle ball off to Buffalo, and um, when you kick your out your heel, I don't know what that's called. And I think those are all the moves I remember before they committed her. And you know, they said, what did you do to your teacher? And I said, all they did was lock the bathroom from the inside, even though the sign says never do that. And they said, you really are a monster. And I said, uh, well, well. I feel like one. Great. Thanks. Moving on. Uh, so I actually kind of ruined the number because I actually told that story when they said, where'd you learn how to dance? And they clapped. And then the, it was time to get back on the road. And I said, you know, uh, we, gave, we made sure that they had enough food. And we actually gave He gave them. I didn't give them anything. I guess I love taking credit for stuff. Uh, even though it was my idea to give away his food and use his car, uh, you know, this was an ancillary benefit. But anyway, he gave them a lot of food, and they were really grateful people. And um, I don't know. I, sometimes I think about it when I, uh, when, when I, uh, I mean, I guess I don't think about it at all ever again till now. But I probably should have if I was a better person. I would have thought about it a lot. But we get back out on the road. He's driving, and uh, he starts telling me. I said, you know, what, 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 tell me more about yourself so I can 
Uh, I can fall asleep. He said, well, if I'm going to tell you about myself, I want you to listen. I'm looking for a connection. You know, what do you mean? You just talk and you expect me to just talk so you can fall asleep. I said, what are we, in a relationship now? He said, as we, as a matter of fact, we are. We're uh, traveling cross country together, giving away stuff. And that constitutes a friendship of sorts. And I said, well, does that bestow upon me some sort of obligation? And he said, it does. And I said, okay, well, uh, uh, what about like my normal relationships? Can I pretend to listen? And he says, yeah. So he starts telling me how U.S. formally, like how when the U.S. is going to formally end the war in Afghanistan. And he actually tells me he's a veteran. And he's powerful stuff that I can't share because it's private information. I can't tell you about Celery's personal business. Uh, because, uh, it's just, it was really sad and really touching at first. And then I fell asleep and I had a dream about that. I was being chased by a giant Vienna sausage, uh, which was weird until then a giant actual, like regular size sausage came and kicked the Vienna sausage, which, uh, I was sealed in it and I rolled down a hill and I had to eat my way out of the Vienna sausage, and I hated the, t- the taste of it. And then, um, you know, I woke up screaming, and he was driving, laughing. I oh, said, what's the matter? You have a bad dream? And I said, I did. And he said, you were yelling about Vienna sausages, so I just popped some for you here. And then I said, pull over. Oh, oh. And uh, he he said, you know, I opened them, so you have to eat them. And so that then... Um, and I said, well, it's not really that bad. I'll eat, I'll eat the Vienna sausages. And uh, then I realized that while I was sleeping, we're, uh, we're like three or four states from California, I think. Um, Pennsylvania, maybe? I don't know. And I was like, man, how long have I been asleep for? And he's like, a long time. And I said, well, like, how long? He said, like, three tours of duty. And... uh you know, many uh, moments of my life enough, you know. And I said, you been driving the whole time? He said, no, no. He's like, I've been stopping. He goes, I, you know, I, 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 I forgot, you know, I have a smartphone. So I've been hitting up, uh, we've been hitting up food banks and making donations and asking to uh, go to the food bank. And I said, like, this sounds like a whole day went by. He said, yeah, yeah, because you slept like a little baby, uh, he goes, I just kept sticking Vienna sausages in your mouth and you were sucking on them like you're a baby's toe or some sort of. And I said, well, that's weird. And he said, it is. You're, you know, but he's like, I figured, you know, it was so long, you need some sustenance. And I said, well, I got Vienna sausage breath. And he said, you do. He said, here's some gum. So I had chewed some gum. So that took care of that. And I said, well, are we so we're in Pennsylvania? He said, Yeah, it was because uh, uh, we're gonna drive you to your uh, childhood home and get whatever you you know you thought you left behind. And I said, well, 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 how'd you know my plan? And he goes, You talked about it in your sleep that you wanted to go get your Grimorian guard that you buried in your backyard. And I said, he said, you know, that you needed, it was an emergency because you heard they were, uh, whoever bought the house was digging up the property and you wanted to find the Grimorian guard because it had always bothered you. And uh, so he's like, then I put, you know, you know, your plan together, knock, knock, who's there? Your plan, your plan who? Your plan was a cruel, cruel plan to, Force me to drive cross country, make me think I'm a greaser angel and give out all my food so that you could just dig up a childhood toy you might not even be able to find. And then I realized we're in front of my childhood home and uh, I realized there's a shovel in my hand. And I was like, this is okay. And he said, maybe your aunt's right about you. I said, how'd you know about my aunt? He said, you've been asleep for 24 hours talking in your sleep. I know everything. I was like, he's like, you know, every time I told you about a heartfelt story of something, you know, traumatic or difficult, he goes, you, you were, it was like you were listening while you were asleep, and then you told me some worthless story about you 
and your first word problems about your Grimorian guard or your aunt only gave you $20 because you're a bad boy. And then it made me put things in perspective for me that, you know, I've been through a lot and I've recovered from a lot. And you, you've been through almost nothing and you, you act like, you know, you're, uh, you're still dependent on your mother for milk. And I said, ouch, I guess I deserved that. And he said, well, maybe it was a little harsh. That's why I still came to help you get your Grimorian guard. And he said, here's the map I drew when I started talking to you in your sleep. And we figured it out by some sort of, uh, you know, mind melding. And so then I went in my backyard under this blue pine tree under a white, white pile of dog poop. That had probably been there, I don't even know how long, and dug it up. And it wasn't a Grimorian guard. It was a uh, another Star Wars character whose name escapes me. Who wasn't? A, he, I don't know if he had. I think he only had one line in one of the movies. Like blah, blah, blah. Um, so, uh, but I was like, oh look, and it had been chewed up by one of my dogs. So probably I had given it a funeral and now dug it back up. So I was like, man, this is bad luck, bad omen for our trip back. And he said, I'm, we're not making a trip back. He's like, I decided to uh, uh, move down the street from my daughter and get a, you know, a, uh, you know, a job. He goes, as a matter of fact, he goes, I, I got a job at a uh, homeless shelter because I made so many freaking contacts handing out this food. And I realized that I was feeling joy and connecting with these people and helping them. And uh, I had no purpose anyway back out, you know, I, I couldn't sing doo-wop. And, uh, you know, I haven't couldn't work in the movie business for, you know, I was always breaking things to impress makeup girls. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I've got a job in Brooklyn and I'm headed there now. And Bob will be here to pick you up and you owe him for both trips and the gas. So good luck. And you know you you in some sense you're my greaser angel. My, my, uh, uh, you're more like a baby oil angel, you know. But you know, best of luck. And no, seriously, uh, I hope things work out for you and Bob on your trip back. And uh, I said, well, I'll tell you what, can you stick around till Bob gets here? I appreciate you're not freaking out about this whole thing because you really are a greaser angel. And that's really what I saw in you. Sorry I slept those 24 hours you were driving, too. He said it was 36. And I said, well, jeez. Oh, um, so you want to take a nap on my, like, on the, he goes, there's people that live in this house that are calling the police. And then Bob pulled up in his tercel, and I said, okay, just um, play along, okay? He said, all right, I like you. I don't know about this Bob guy. And this Bob guy, he spit when he talked a lot, and he was, uh, blah, blah, blah. And he said, he said, is this Bernice's nephew? And the guy says, yeah, this guy is here. But he goes, I'll tell you what, Bob, this guy, he's got something wrong with him. He only talks in, like, radio plays. And, uh, like, so uh, I hope you like radio plays. And Bob says he does. And he goes, so, you you know, I don't know, he, he'll just do that the whole trip back. He goes, actually, that was the most soothing trip of my life. And I hope that you, and Bob's like, I can't believe it. I love old-fashioned radio plays. And there's, you know, a lot of good podcasts that I was listening to on the way out here. But I uh, covered most of them. So, uh, uh, you know, the, you know, he goes, I'd love to listen to some. And, uh, you know, for, for the next uh, 36 to 48 hours. And then the uh, guy, guy goes, good luck, Roberto. And Bob says, well, who's Roberto? He said, oh, he's like playing some private eye, Roberto Duran. And Bob, Bob's like, oh, I, I, you know, I was hoping for a Flash Gordon style one, but uh, noir private eye. And he says, of course. All right, guys, see you later. So then I get in the Tercel with Bob and and Bob, I hadn't said anything, so Bob's like, "What do I got to press play or something?" And then I was like, uh, "Well, uh, somewhere. you see Hollywood, fourteen, nineteen forty-six. Yeah, say I was there, wearing a raincoat, raincoat, 
with buttons and uh, and uh, a sash to my belt. And the moon was outside my windows. And then Bob starts driving. Bob's got a smile on his face. Celery, I could feel him smiling. And, I, you know, that's the end of the story. I'll do a little bit of uh, boring noir for you here. But uh, good night. And uh, I thought to myself, you know, uh, what, what, what was this office costing me uh, each month when uh, – why don't I just meet my clients out on the street? Then they wouldn't know where I was. They wouldn't bust in, making trouble for me. And I looked at the moon again, and it said to me, Oh, yes, the moon. Oh, the moon. Good night, moon. That was a, a book yet to be written. But a man, the last man who had hired me, said he had an idea for a book that was stolen. A book about things, about moons, about suns about uh, anarchy. And I said to him, I want no business in that. And he said, we've already hired you. And I said, who's we? And that was the day I went down to the store and I, I had myself a soda pop and I drank it and it, it cleared my mind. I said, well, I guess I could, could take this case on. It'll be fine. And it was but that has made me reconsider this office because it's overhead I don't need, and I, you know, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to have a, a, a account for my retirement one day since I'm not in a union and this is not a full-time, you know, paying career with, uh, you know, anyone to watch over me. But I, you know, I'd have to meet with a financial advisor, and I don't want to do that. And the internet has yet to be invented for me to do research, exhaustive research on 401ks and 503bs and things of this such thing. So I'm just going to lie down on this desk here, look up at that beautiful moon, and fall asleep. Good night.